Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Monster Legends podcast. I'm your host. Where is it? Okay, um, from infoplease.com. Spanish Explorer. It's included President Day reverted to France in 1800 and was sold to the U.S. as part Lewis and Clark, Savalon Pike, and Stephen H. Long. Explored the region between 1803 and 1819. The first permanent white settlement in Kansas were uh, Fort Lewis, Fort Leavenworth in 1827, Fort Scott established to bring travelers along the Stephen Bay and Oregon trails. Just before the Civil War, conflict between the pro and anti-slavery forces earned the region the grim title of Bleeding Kansas. Today, wheat fields Oil well derricks, herds of cattle, and grain storage elevators are chief features of the Kansas landscape. A leading wheat growing state, Kansas also raises corn, sorghum, oats, barley, soybeans, and potatoes. Kansas stands high in petroleum production and mines zinc, coal, salt, and lead. It is also the nation's leading producer. Wichita, one of the nation's leading aircraft manufacturing centers, ranking first in production of private aircraft, Kansas City is an important transportation, milling, and meatpacking center. Points of interest include the Kansas City history at Topeka, the Eisenhower Boyd Home, and the Eisenhower Memorial Museum and Presidential Library at Alabama, John Brown's Cabin at Osawatomi, recreated Front Street in Dodge City, Fort Lorne, an important military post on the Santa Fe Trail, Fort Leavenworth, and Fort Raleigh. St. Paul, the legendary Kansas Lake Monster, 
Sinker old Sam is one of those corrupted creatures I truly find interesting. The reason being is this. It is possible, possible this 15 long worm-like creature. Sinkhole Sam is a cryptic creature said to dwell in Lake Inman near the small town of Inman, Kansas. It is described as a worm or serpent-like being 15 feet long and has the girth of an automobile tire. During the 1920s, many of the lakes and natural water formations of central Kansas were drained, leaving Lake Inman as one of the state's largest natural lakes, measuring quarter of a square mile. This lake has a section that is deeper than the normal that locals call the Big Sinkhole. It's this deep section of water where, where the first report of Sinkhole Sam occurred. The first sightings was by two unspecified men fishing in the Big Sinkhole. Later, two local men, Albert Newfield and George Rager, said they also sighted the elusive creature. Albert claimed to have shot at Sam from a bridge that was nearby, but wasn't able to determine if he hit him. The following year seen an increase in people coming to the area for a chance to spot the beast. While there, there were several reports, there were never actually evidence gathered. Through all the reported sightings, some details varied, but the two characteristics that were common were the length estimated at 15 feet and the girth, which was reported to be around the size of a car tire. Car tires vary, but usually are around. The sightings created national notoriety for the small Kansas town of Inman. And during the town's annual Santa Fe Days, which celebrates history as the Santa Fe Trail through the area, there are always tales being shared of the signs of Sinkhole Sam. None of the reported counters with Sam indicated it was a dangerous creature. It's been quite a while since any signs have been reported, but even today, you will see cars parked around the lake and then their drivers looking over, over the murky waters with hopes of spotting the serpentine cryptid. What could Sinkhole Sam be? What I find interesting about cryptological creatures like Sinkhole Sam is there is a high possibility Sam is a real creature of some kind. If they ever have grown to an abnormal size to the size of its habitat or being dislocated by the historical events of the area. There is a legitimate possibility due to the alterations and training of the wetlands of the area that Sam could have been a species that got trapped in an imminent lake side for a great given the amount of time, then perish. The creature's normal blanket could count for the lack of sightings in recent years. Chances are there's no paranormal connection to this creature. 
It's a legend. It's not a story simply based on overactive imagination. It could be an actual living animal. Could say an old Sam be a a giant earthworm? While most earthworms in the U.S. could easily fit in the palm of your hand, there are several species of earthworms throughout the world that are surprisingly long. Like the giant Kipsland earthworm in Australia, whose average length is over 3 feet, has bigger and seen to grow on a lawn as 9 feet. A South African species, whose average length is 6 feet long, but have been found to grow to 22 feet. The Oregon's giant earthworm length can be an axis of 3 feet. While the largest North American earthworm can be over 3 feet, the size of the other worms is quite impressive. Most worms spend the bulk of their time underground, but also can be found in the water occasionally, even though that isn't their choice environment. Could be a giant sea worm. This seems unlikely. While there is solid evidence of these creatures being upwards of 26 feet in length and having the girth of a vehicle tire, there is no evidence of a freshwater species. A giant eel. There are several species of giant freshwater eels throughout the world, and these creatures would be one of the most logical explanations for Sam. An American eel has been caught by fishermen in Kansas that have been close to 3 feet in length. A, a far cry from 15 feet of Sam, but I'm unordered the one could fit the description. Could be a giant snake. The other most likely candidate to become an exclamation for a single Sam would be a species of large snake. The giant anaconda's common length reaches 70 feet, but can reach up to 30 feet, 30 feet, and they prefer the water. The reticulated python can reach up to 30 feet in the wild. In fact, in Kansas City, there's a 25 foot long reticulated python named Medusa. At the time of this writing, Medusa is the Guinness record holder for being the largest snake in captivity. These snakes aren't native to Kansas, but who knows, maybe a traveling circus sausage or largest snake in the world star attraction when passing through the area. I'm saying this as a justice, of course, but perhaps single Sam is a blaze large snake. Maybe something more cryptological. Perhaps there was something prehistoric trapped in an underground caverns in the area. Something along the lines of a titan boa and a stink snake whose length was around 50 feet long. Considering Kansas has an ample population of prehistoric paddlefish, maybe some other species was pocketed. So over the years, sightings may have been slowed and no solid evidence has been collected. But still to this day, people will drive out small lake that's just a few miles from the small town of Inman and look out over the murky waters trying to get a glimpse of Sinkhole Sam.
Kansas, 2001. Uh, summer, August 17th, Kansas, and Bourbon County. Uh, easiest way to get, to get there is from Highway 3 going north out of Crawford County. Highway jogs over on Highway 39 and goes north from there. Goes three miles north. There's an old red church building on the north corner. Go about one and three quarters miles to the lower water bridge. And about 100 yards past bridge is where it crossed. It's going south. Uh, it was the middle of August and about lunchtime. A friend of mine, I uh, was heading south of Uniontown and decided to go to Fort Scott for lunch. So he caught a car on the gravel road. I was reading a big nickel and we were talking and going uh, along with my friend suddenly my friend suddenly seemed to quit talking in mid sense. I looked up and saw something running up probably man like all hair about five feet tall, but it was going so fast it was to trees and gone by the time my eyes had focused. My friend who was driving says, Did you see that? I said it was about three feet five feet tall and reddish hair. He said it looked like at me. I said, What was this? You saw it better than me. I just looked up he wouldn't say but it was a Bigfoot. I ran very quickly across the road. Otherwise, I would, would have always thought it might be a, be a prank, but it ran way faster than I could. It was about one block ahead of us when it crossed the road. It was on the east side of a creek, and we were just coming to a low water bridge. It was a very windy day that day as we drove past this place and went into the woods. I looked at us, but I saw nothing more. I could see three to four hundred yards up a great dirt ridge. As it ran across, a small group of birds flew up out of the ditch. Uh, 1996 in May. Um, this was on the outer edge of Fort Scott on the Country Club Golf Course. I researched the area thoroughly and I found no more evidence of the creature, including it has been gone for a while. I observed a form walking upright position for a period of about to five to six seconds. The figure was darkest brown in color and appeared to be very large in size. I had just walked it out to bring my food dog in and it started to sprinkle. As I took her off, Early each, I looked up across the golf course and saw a form move out as the trees and run across a space of about 20 yards until it disappeared into the tree line. When I saw it, the Patterson Gremlin footage came to mind. I was left to believe I saw a Bigfoot. The figure was about 200 or more yards from me and it was very hard to make out what it was. I never seen this creature again. That's probably due to, to a new golf course built a year later or so later, and there was and still is a lot of construction going on there. I never thought to look for trash until next week. We had got some rain if there were trash. <coughs> One mile from Big Burgers, a big, large, a large coal. It's happened about 25 years ago, but I still remember it forever. 
I live in South Kansas. My husband and I were driving around looking for a fishing spot. We went down our road, down a dirt road to strip pit from strip mining coal. I was ahead of Michael and we were being very quiet. Michael was behind me. I could hear him walking through the weeds. I came to a small break in the brush with a game trail on it and I followed it. I walked around 20 feet and came onto a small clearing. I was looking straight ahead in the water, at the water, and from behind, higher up in the air, a screeching and screaming sound started. It was so loud that I cracked down and couldn't cover my ears and had my eyes closed. A scream would go away for a few seconds and it would pause, and I had my eyes closed and suck in some air and scream again. So on for several seconds. I finally could tell the thing was running away and I stood up and opened my eyes. When I look up, the thing had a jumped creek in front of me around ten feet and was running through the trees and was knocking in a small tree side as he ran away screaming the whole time. I know that scared it when I stepped out into the clearing. I was looking in that direction, so I didn't see it standing there. It heard Michael's behind me, but I was being very quiet. When I stepped out into the clearing, I scared it. Michael heard it screaming and started yelling for me. Then when I stood up and looked, I saw trees being knocked around as it ran past them. It was the loudest animal I've ever heard. I might have saved my life when I crashed down and covered my ears. The sound was a bit behind me and up in the air around seven feet. It wasn't a bear or bird or anything else I could think of. It was a skysquatch. Many people have seen them here. We have a lot of wilderness and strip pits for them to hide and live in. I could have lost my life I've had one to hurt me, but I scared so bad. All deal was screaming. Uh, this is a there's a backward after passing Lebo, as I remember, that turns south for half of to one mile, then turns back east. There's also a newer back road, definitely back blacktop. My husband and two sons, I live in Emporia. Through our church, my husband had become involved with, with the scout program. We're having a weekend camp out and awards ceremony. He called out about 10 p.m. saying he had forgotten awards and asked me to bring them to him. I left around 10.40 and went east out of Emporia on, I think, uh, Hawaii US 50. Shortly after passing what I believe was called Beto Junction. I turned south and curved around to the east. That's supposed to be the shortest route. The road had no shoulder and was filled with potholes, forcing me to go at a very low rate of speed. No more than 30 miles per hour and slowing further than 30 at times. I've gone only a few miles when I saw move it to my right around. Thinking it was a deer, I slowed to almost a crawl, partly due to this road conditions as well. What I saw was not a deer, but something walking quickly in an upright position to the fence. 
The creature just lifted the right leg. It was facing me and stepped over the barbed wire. Took a double steps and was in the road. It came to a complete stop being only 20 feet away from this creature. It stood in the road. I came to sit in the middle of the road with lights on it. I looked at the car and I looked at it. I opened my door and stood out keeping the door in front of me. And we looked at one another for what seemed like a full minute. Visually, the creature's form was maybe seven feet. Hair covering the body, not being short like fur, but generally two or three inches on the most of the body. There was hair covering on the chest area, but much more sparse. It seemed to be uniformly proportionate with the arms being the only exception that was minor. One other thing visually as other thing that struck me was the feeling of calm, not fear. I distinctly have remembered I should have felt threatened, but there's no feeling of being in any danger here. Just as I though the creature began to move and cut into my car as it continued across the road with just a couple of steps, went down into a narrow ditch and then stepped up over the fence on the north side so easily. It continued for a few steps, stopped and looked at me again, and then strode with long strides towards the trees. I sat there a couple of minutes and did not count. This was Kansas and Crawford County, June 5th. In the early summer of 1981, when I was 13, my cousin, a small nephew, and I were exploring some of the wasted slack heaps a little over from the strip pit mining days. Okay, around a mile behind my aunt's house. A slaggy heaps unutilized as they go, rising upward near 25 feet, then dropping back down again like a series of small hills. Great for mountain biking. In between these small hills are small pools of collected water from rainfall, or serves as excellent locales for frogs and tadpoles to live in or other animals to drink from. The hills themselves are composed of clay with broken shell, serving as small spines sticking out in the surface. Not a place you want to walk, bear to serve, which I have, only to have my face slightly open time and time again. Anyhow, as we were walking through these hills, I came upon a large footprint, which I would estimate to be at least 18 inches long and 7 inches wide. There was only one print, and it had been made in the soft mud at one of the small frog ponds, as if whatever had let it casually walk by and step one foot into softer ground. I did not stop to look around for any others, but I did realize it was barely clear for anyone to be walking around barefoot a mile from nowhere along ground down that would quickly cut your foot. The sheer size of the print left him. Let me to middle man, bread delivery driver, report to police at St. Mary's Tab 5 a.m. Monday by railroad tracks at the southeast edge of Delilah that he saw something around five foot tall, extremely hairy on the tracks. He stopped his truck and ran off into weeds. He walked mission of a gorilla. Later, sheriff and game printer could find out he saw no sign of it. Later, 
A farmer said that something had killed 60 of his 50 hogs by biting them in the neck. Correspondence of St. Louis Democrat. Sunday, August 15, 1869. We of the Arcade Valley in the southern part of Crawford County are having a new cessation related to some new disclosures of nature history. If I guess it as it should be, it's often less than scurvy of a wild man or gorilla, or what is it? It has, at different times, been seen by almost every inhabitant of the valley, and occasionally has been seen joining counties of Missouri, but it seems to make its home in, the, in this vicinity. Several times it has approached the cabin of the settlers, much to the terror of the women and children, Specialists in the men have to, to be absent working in the fields. One instance approached the house of one of our older citizens, but was driven away with clothes by one of the men. As so near resemblance to human form that the men are willing to shoot it, it's difficult to give a description of this wild man or animal. It has a stooping gait, very long arms with a meant Hands or claw, generally walk ups on its high legs, but sometimes on all fours. The beast, or what it is, is a cowardly, as it is ugly, and his next apostles to get near enough to tame a good view of it. The settlers, not knowing what to call it, have christened it Old Chef, uh, since its parents are princesses, are often found down. Lawn stock rearranging our core from fields. I suppose old Jeff is only following inclination. It's maybe easier for him to put down than to climb over. However, as it is, curses loud and deep are heaped upon its head by the settlers. Settlers are divided in opinion as to whether it belongs to human family or not. Probably be found to be gorilla or larger or orangutan to escape from some. Nandri in the settlements east of here. At one time, over 60 of the citizens turned out to hunt it down, but it escaped. But probably owing to the fright that it received, it kept out of sight for several days. And just as the old settlers were congratulating themselves, they were rid of the intolerable nuisance. Old Shelf came back again, slimly as savage as ever. This is the size of any showman who has lost one of those collections of bees. He may know where to find it. Only present is the terror of all women and children in the battle. It cannot be caught. Nobody's willing to shoot it. MS. Oh, year 2000, fall, October. A second picture for my third. Photography class at high school university near the wetlands. I've walked over a pile of dead and chopped wood into the woods about 50 feet once I heard something ahead. I looked up and saw something standing there. Then immediately take off. Without much of a start jump of about 7 feet in distance over a fallen tree which is about 5 feet high. It disappeared into the brush and did not make a sound in its retreat. The first moment I thought it was a worker from the nearby factory wearing a big coat. Then I quickly realized what it was. It had a full body of dark blonde light brown hair, about six 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 
about six foot six or taller and had a lot slight slash to itself. It was also very fast, very elusive, and seemed to disappear in a glimmer when it took off. I could not hear it beyond the brush where it took off to, so I thought it was still close by. So as I scared as I was with the camera in my hand, I, I had to follow. But when I got into the brush, there was nothing. I'd hear anything nearby, no bushes moving, no twigs crackling, nothing. Though I felt as, as if I were, was being watched, as if something was still there, close by. I just took a deep breath and took off to my car and went home. It was the coolest yet scariest. I know this may sound ridiculous, but... I saw something in Kansas. Kansas. This happened several years ago, but I remember it very well. While still living at home, my parents and I went camping nearly every summer weekend at Milford Lake in north central Kansas. I rode motocross then, and there's an area of the lake especially set aside for off road vehicle recreation. It was near the School Creek Recreation Area on the southwest side of the lake. Also, I had some of the best fishing in the area, so it kept my father satisfied. It was during July or August of 1980 when a good friend, Kenny, and I were riding our motorcycles on a public dirt road that paralleled the shore of the lake. The road was outside of the off-road area. Neither of us had driver's license at the time. Boys will be boys and it wasn't unusual for us to venture out into the public roads. We weren't really riding very fast. It's kind of tooling along. The lake was on the left side of the road, the shore, about 100 yards away. There was a really dense brush for the shore of the lake, all the way up the road, to the road. On the right side of the road was a hay field with a large round bales of hay still in the area. Kenny and I were driving by side by side when we dropped to the crest of a large hill, and both of us stopped dead in our tracks at the bottom of the hill. Next to a large tree was someone or something just standing there looking up at us. We were about 75 yards away, and it was between us and the setting sun. Both of us turned and looked at each other wide-eyed. We exchanged a white Hey, what the hell is that? And when we turned back around, it was gone. I don't know if it went back to trees or into field with large hay bales. I really got the major chills that ran down your spine when we were both a little scared to say the least. We hesitated for a few moments, then rode like hell down to the bottom of the hill and back towards our camp. I would have the sense to stop looking for tracks or something, but we were just too damn scared. We jumped off our bikes and we went back to our camp and told everyone who would listen. Of course, we were merely justified for the crazy story we had dreamt up. No one believes us and thought it was just kids trying to stir up a little excitement. Even at a younger age, I wasn't prone to wild stories, so my parents were a little perplexed at my strange behavior. Later that night, Kenny and I spoke before we went to bed about what we saw. We both agreed that 
if we had been by ourselves, we had dismissed it as our imaginations. We also agreed on the appearance of what we saw. It had a very large, broad body, no neck, large head, larger than a human head for the size of the body. It was very dark in appearance. Needless to say, neither of us got much sleep that night. About two weeks later, we both got up, nerved to go back at the same spot. We looked around for footprints, but it had rained. There were any before they had been washed away. Then we decided to see if we could estimate the size of the creature by having one of us go to the bottom of the hill, stand by a tree, and the others stay up at the top. I got the honor of being the one to go down the hill first. Needless to say, I was a little nervous. When it was my turn at the top of the hill, I was stunned. I distinctly remember the top of the creature head being in. even to the lower branch of the tree. When Kenny stood by the branch, it was full two hoot and a half feet above his head. Kenny was about size seven at the time, so as many we saw was a little over seven feet tall. I was convinced it could, have been, could not have been a human. We left and went back to camp. Neither of us spoke to anyone else about it. Both of us were convinced we had seen a big foot. I saw Kenny about four years ago. I talked about old times and eventually the congregation turned into a counter where they were pretty easy. I don't know what we saw was really a big foot, but we still both agreed it was something we, we could never forget. October 2000. It was about two months ago. I was going home from taking my sister home after we got out of work roughly 1.30 a.m. I was on the phone with my sister as we lived just five miles apart in my mind so I don't have to drive alone. We all know real life can suck sometimes, and your boss accidentally seeing you in your underpants on Zoom last week doesn't help any. That's why reluctantly codependent sisters, the Shira and Rashalia, keep you enthralled and in stitches every week with their podcast, Legendary Africa. Every Monday and Friday, we take you on a journey of mythical lands, magical objects, and monstrous creatures, both ancient and modern. Find Legendary Africa on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you feed your ears. And remember, stay safe, stay sexy, and stay legendary. Uh, about three quarters of the way home, something came off the side of the road. So fast, I had no time to break. I told my sister that I thought I had hit a person. She asked if it was a deer. I said, no, it was upright and well over six feet tall. So I go back and look. So, so I turned around and went back. There was nothing there. A few days later, we went to the local cafe breakfast, and I was talking with a native lady. I asked her what kind of creature was on the reservation. She turned pale white and asked, who told you? At the point, I was covering goosebumps. Max said yes. Not only I had hit it, she was about in tears. They told me stories of others being chased and for a brother-in-law seeing it. And was so scared, he'll not return to reservation. I've asked around since then to other members, and it's always the same thing. Many people are afraid of it. They say it comes to you when it wants to tell you something, and only the chosen ones will see it. I'm not sure what it, I seen that night, but it was a very large... 
My husband is over 6 feet and 350 pounds. It was definitely larger than him. But the classic stories of being super hairy is not much what I've seen. The creature i seen was tall and hairy, but not long hair, as I always assumed it was. The color was more brown than black. I've never seen his face, so I'm not sure of facial looks, but a large head. Very long arms and very fast. I hit it with my car and it broke my bumper, but didn't seem to slow at all. I warning I want fame or any TV time. I really don't know what my name mansion. We do live in a small community, but I'll love for you guys. And I just see it about homie Indian Reservation, Northwest Topeka, Kansas. Man saw I teach botany ecology at a local college. My wife and I were out hiking on the skyline trail. See if any earlier wildflowers were out yet. Decided to take the Mad Mile extension since it runs parallel to the lake and is visually quite nice as well as exhausting. I was taking photos of mosses, so I was paying attention to the ground quite a bit. My wife walked ahead a bit and was kneeling down to take some more moss photos when I saw this print. I was very excited as I started excited as I started reading again about Bigfoot, so I took a couple of photos attached to the document. The first photo is just an overhead pic. The photo, the second photo has my size 12 shoe lined up in the base, so how long the footprint was. This is the only footprint noted with a good reason. Leaf layer on the trails was extensive. I did see raccoon tracks, and my wife saw a turkey trot away. Later, we saw cottontail scurry off. So I thought the point is loud. Most everyone has heard of Scatchwitch. People realize, though, a much of more terrifying cryptid is talking the forests of North America and beyond. Of course, I'm talking about Dogman. What is Dogman? Canids. What type of Dogman is described looking like an upright canine? Other type of Dogman, which is commonly referred to as being a type 3, is described looking like a Sasquatch with a muzzle instead of having a flat face. I, when this have encountered with that three, also report seeing claws on tips of fingers and toes instead of fingernails and toenails. That's the way assassins would have. Eyewitnesses would have had dog encounters also report that it, when they saw how long have dog men been around. No one knows how long dog men have been around due to their higher glyphs of the existence of gods of the underworld and Anubis, which found it's possible to encounter with these beings happening thousands of years ago. People might have been seeing Dogman back then due to their ability to figure out the origin. The first document Dogman encounter happened in 1887 in Westford County, Michigan. To Lumberjack support seeing a creature that describes having a man's body by a dog's head. Dogman encounters most assuredly happened well before that. What do Dogman look like? Canine type Dogman. Canine type Dogman are characterized by the fact they have canine style of legs side of hominid style legs like a human or sasquatch would have instead of ankles they have hawks instead of knees they have stippled joints the picture above shows what a canine dog man can look like Not all canine dog types look the same though some canine dog type dog man have disproportionately large heads others are more hyena like in appearance some are described as looking like the black werewolf in the movie van hale's scene other is uh, saw they saw a dogman that looked like a large timber rust that was ambulating by video hilly. About 95% of dogman I went into this contact me because I've seen dogman that fit the category. Can I type dogman? 
for whatever reason, K9 might seem to be more prone to aggression than can type 3 Dogman. That's not to say that docile, but nature, because they're not. It's obviously they're members of the K9 Day family. Learn that no one knows what their origins are or how. To, the picture above shows what type 3 Dogman can look like. Just like a type 3 Dogman, all type 3 Dogman looks the same way. Type 3 Dogman are characterized by their hominid style legs. You have knees and ankles just like humans in Sasquatch. Sasquatch. While this type of cryptid is referred to as being a dogman by many people, it's clear that these cryptids are candidates. There's something else. What are they? I don't know. But if they were members of the Canon family, they have hawks, stove joints, and other chemical features specific to candidates. While many people claim they have must be some kind of Sasquatch, due to similar. How similar the atomical features uh, let no, they can't be apes like Sasquatch. Apes like Sasquatch have fingernails and toenails. That three dummy have claws on their fingertips and toes. Apes don't have sharp point kind of teeth. Type three dummy do to have. It's also okay. Where can dog man be found? It would be easy to think they rob possibly of having dog man counter if they don't live in a rural area. That's not true, though, because there are plenty of credible reports from eyewitnesses. Report seen dogmen within city limits of major metropolitan areas. Dogmen encounters have been reported inside the city's limits of Cincinnati, Dallas, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, and several other large cities. More than one eye was claimed to have encountered dogmen in Central Park, even. A dogman researcher named M.K. Larson has created a map. Dogmen recorded making a variety of sounds. Most of the recording I've heard them vocalizing was recorded in New York State by a dogman researcher named Dave. But named David, it was Dogman Howell. They recorded it late one night. Are Dogman dangerous? Almost every eyewitness is counter Dogman says that Dogman was going to kill them and eat them. To date, Though almost every counter is rotted eyewitness walking away unarmed. Almost seem to very few attacks seem to be very few and far between. I don't know if some attacks occurred though. Consequently, extreme nature caution should be exercised if you ever do have a dogman counter. The, the one you counter is just do dogman attack people. While I've spoken with credible eyewitnesses who said they were attacked by dogmen, there's an extremely small percentage of the eyewitnesses that have shared their encounters with me. Less than 1% of eyewitnesses have shared the encounter with me claimed they have been attacked by the dogman they encountered. When you consider how long low your chance of even seeing a dogman are, it goes without saying that your chance of being attacked by the dogman only come out at night. For some reason, the idea persists amongst some eyewitnesses and other people that may only come out at night. That's not true. Most of my encounters happen during the day than at night. What does that tell you? If you know of an area where a dogman has been seen, veterans to the area during daytime hours will definitely would not preclude chance of you having the encounter with one. Please keep that in mind before venturing to an area where dogmen or dogmen, good dogmen evidence. If you're investing a preachable amount of time researching dogmen, but haven't seen any convincing evidence that supports their existence, it'll be easily to think of no good evidence exists. I can tell you though, it does. Because of what I do, I always just share all sorts of great events that collect it with them. The fact you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not out there. 
Well, some of my ancestors that's the kind of animals don't want it released to public. Amazing videos, pictures, and uh, vocals of dogmen have all been shared with me. The preference dogmen evidence most, most definitely does exist. Our dogmen are only found in North America. For some people, some people believe, for some reason, some people believe dogmen can only be found in North America. That's not true. Dogmen counters have been reported in lots of places other than North America. It might be hard to believe, but dogmen counters <coughs> Hampton County, Kansas. Kansas Kenner. If you know anything about Kansas, you know it's dry, flat, and void of much forestry. As a kid, I lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere. I remember that we had our own play set outside, complete with swings and monkey bars. Nearby was a large patch of growing weeds, almost as tall as six feet in some places. I hated playing at the play set because sometimes around sunset, I see red eyes from within the red pet weed patch. So I called my grandparents, but they dismissed it as a coyote, as coyotes. However, one day, I wanted answers, and I approached the weeds. Upon closer inspection, I saw a creature that looked similar to a dog with a shaggy white fur. I remember that I thought its front paws looked like that of a gorilla. The creature moved away from me. I never saw it in the weed patch again. A year later, I saw the same figure looking in the dark outside the house. I was so paranoid, my mother could not see me get me to leave the house for a long time, except for going to school. I've seen this humanoid since, nor am I complete. Since it was some break from my school, I was usually lounging at home, watching TV. I got bored, so I went outside to see if I could do anything with my chicken, like feed them worms and snails before I go into more detail. She explained the area I live in. My home is on the outskirts of the city I live in. I have... I had about five or seven chickens at the time. We had expanded the coop, so it was a small pen and connecting two sides of a chicken coop, which is wooden and sturdy. The only way to get into the coop is either through the trap door attached to the big door and three windows. One window is on one side of the door, the second window on the left side. The third one is a large window. Keep in mind, they all have traps connected to them so they can be closed. You have the second Acres. If you have seven acres of woodland, we call it the pasture. If you ever been back there, you can see that it's probably have to have for the local deer. There's also a wild boar that was roaming around at the time. I don't know how it got good there, but we had trouble with poachers for a while, considering the population of deer in the woods. One butcher I set up a trail cam that was mostly activated. There was an old rusty deer stand that had been on a tree. Put on a tree a long time ago. A tree had begun to grow around it because uh, beyond our river woods, it's a large cornfield owned by our neighbor, and beyond that is a forest. I don't know what the forest is like beyond the field since we've never been there. I went outside to do something with my chickens, and I brought along a bucket of corn, feeding the deer after. When I walked out of my home, I saw a doe sitting in the tall grass. I thought I was asleep and sat head down and I wasn't moving. I, being the curious little nut I was, decided that I would sneak up on the deer and get a picture of it to show it to my mother when we got home from work. When she got home, I crept as long as I could across the yard to separate me from the deer. I should also mention that we have a clearing with a burn pit in the middle in it that was filled with cedar branches. I was creeping across my yard towards the deer when I had cleared the burn pit. It was about 10 yards from it. Eliza, the deer was a seated wasn't asleep, but it was dead. It was the most disgusting sight I've ever seen. Its senses were completely gone. 
Flesh of the body of the doe shredded to pieces and blood absolutely everywhere. It looked as if it had been sitting there for a while and smelled like it too. Once the blood was dried and the air reeked, there were insects all the forest was deader than the air. Not even neighbor's cattle. Left the bucket at the beginning of the trail. Like it uh, would have caught later with the mother and grained the deer when she got home. Then I started to walk back to my house. I barely take a few steps when I heard a low, snarling growl. It sounded like a wolf, although it seemed distorted. I started reading played on old radio. Sorry, it's the only way I think of describing him. Again, my better judgment. Against my better judgment, I turned my head around and saw what looked like the biggest freaking wolf I've ever seen. It was all force. Its fur was black and matted in places. Its face was what you expect a wolf to look like, although it was broad. And the muzzle seemed like a little short. The way it was curling its lips made it look like its snout was pretty long. Its eyes were yellow, not a bright yellow, like yellow of a flower or sun, but dim amber red yellow. That makes sense. Ears looked like that of a Doberman pincher with the crop effect. Its front legs were long and looked like it's a bodybuilder. Its paws, if you could call them paws, looked like huge hands with long claws at the end of them. It stood up and I heard the most thickening, popping sound you could ever imagine. It sounded like the, pop, like the sound of popping joints, but it, it seemed amplified if it were being played through a microphone and the sound was coming out of the last speakers. Its body looked like a bodybuilder's pumped up on steroids. It was so big. It had no tail that I could tell, and it seemed to tower over me. Though I was a good 10 meters from it, I was about 5 to foot four inches at a time and I came nowhere close to this height. It was so tall that the tip of its ears could almost touch the top of a young cedar. It looked uh, it let out a loud howl which sounded more like a roar and charged at me. Doing the only thing I, I knew to do while high fear and drilling I began to run away from it. I remember clearing my yard in what seemed like hours, but it was most likely only a few sec- few seconds and running inside, slamming and locking all the doors and windows. I calmed down a bit, small bit. I realized that if it had really wanted to kill me, it would have. That's why I had experience was not attack charge, but a bluff. I was lucky to get away from uh, with my life. Although this happened almost two years ago, it's still terrorizing to think about it. The deer was gone the next day. Ever since that evening, I have been worried about around the woods. Only going in them in broad daylight. Only when I'm actually, only when I had. Actually, he had to, never without what weapon. I so I cannot say that I'm one of the people that have stopped wearing things after the counter. Although I only had nightmares for a month after that date in June, nothing really started to happen again until about two months ago. I was staying up at night playing on the laptop. I had started to hear the things moving around on the porch and looked out the light to see the shape of something huge disappearing around the corner of my house. There's also one of the rare times when I was going to get the mower. Walking the trails to do so when I heard about beetle footsteps followed me off to my side. They stopped when I stopped and eventually ran out of the woods. I haven't been back since. Asked my late great grandfather of the creature I had seen in the woods, and she informed great grandmother of the creature I had seen in the woods, and she informed me there was nothing called the wolf headed man that talked later. I was informed by my history teacher that my house had actually been built on a tribal burial ground. I have been since been wondering if that's something to do with him. I haven't heard about the wolf head man before. Chisel told me about it. When I first when I saw that there were several eyewitnesses reports that were proved to be truthful, 
and make me feel a lot better about coming out with this, with this information. I attempted to tell people previous to submission, but everyone either said I was stupid, crazy, or just a plain liar. One thing's for certain, I'm not stupid, I'm not crazy, I'm most definitely not a liar. I know what I saw, what I saw before I say anything about my encounter. So I want to say, clarify that what I saw, when I saw this thing, I went to Google and searched up what it was. Across this website, I found another person that kind of had kind of something like this. So I know I'm not crazy. I've been studying was and their behaviors for about three years before I had this encounter. I noticed certain Jackson County is about 656 square miles with a population of 600. Let's say 4,158. It's been practically infested with wildlife, since deer, livestock, and predators, such as cattle, and foxes. It wouldn't be lucky for a large predator, such as wolf, to be looking in sparse woodland. The average wolf terry be easy for such a huge creature to live in just in Jeff County alone. This may be even been the very same dog wolf man thing the other person saw. Anyway, on to the counter. On to the counter. Talk. <laughs> I was chilling on the laptop in the living room, watching people blow stuff up. When I felt like I had to go to the bathroom, I sat the laptop down and put my headphones on the keyboard and got out of the chair. Let me clarify: I'm not a bloody psychic or medium or anything, but I have a sort of sixth sense when I can tell if something's watching me. I know something was. If a huge window on the wall. Just above the couch. It was particularly cold at night, so the window caught things like breath fairly well. Turned the window, thinking that whatever it was was watching me from there. I knew I seen it if it was. You know, motion sensing for lights. And that had to be either standing on something or tall, a devil itself, or a seat into the windows of our trailer. It was about six to eight feet off the ground, on top of it being about 11 feet. I looked over to the window, and the only thing that I could see was that the lights were on, and something seemed to duck under the windows, like a kid playing hide-and-seek. I didn't think of anything of it, since our neighbors were sort of druggies and alcoholics, and often came to look in our windows, and in every opening to the house was locked, so I had nothing to worry about. I went to the bathroom, when I finished washing my hands, I went back to the laptop. I noticed that the lights went out, so whatever was gone. So whatever it was, it was gone. Not thinking anything else of it, I went back to watching people blow stuff up. I should mention, I saw that my eyes are sharp, sharp enough to spot a bird about 50 feet away in a tree, so it's not a surprise that when the lights came back on, I noticed immediately. I glanced up from the screen, expecting a drunken or high idiot to be looking in with a stupid expression on his face, but I was frozen by what I saw. It was a huge huge wolf looked at me with dirty angry yellow eyes ears looked like they were torn or cropped or something the face looked sort of human like not really human full human face more like a jawline with very masculine human characteristics of his face its lips were curled back and it seemed as if it were snarling though i couldn't hear it if it was the breath cut on the cold glass it was so tall at the top of the head it was halfway out the window as if i had to guess how wide it was i probably same maybe the width of my shoulders. I knew that whatever it was, it was mostly it had wolfish instincts. So I, the only thing I knew to do was avoid eye contact and make yourself look as small as you could whilst having your throat and underside showing. It's a very common submissive position. Although I was scared out of my mind, under holding eye contact, make him seem like a 
make me seem like a challenger and running would make me seem like a prey. When I did dismissive position, it must have worked for it to leave me alone as it just hit the window, which made the tire trailer shake and it went away. I haven't heard or seen anything like it since then. Although I do hear the odd how come from backwards. I thought how the poor idiots decided to try whatever it was. It was not friendly because if it were, it would have slammed a window as hard as it had, and it would have been grown like it taken, it had taken its food. Although it's practically did salt my window, I understand why it was upset. I was on this territory after all, a intruder, possibly a threat to existence and its prey. It was just best to stay out of its way and respect it after all. It is one of God's. I was driving home from doing some shopping in a nearby town. And was all alone just driving and listening to the radio. Just before sunset on a beautiful summer day, I was admiring the sky because it was such a bright orange. While driving through some S-curves in the road, I made the first turn and saw one some deer drive across the road. I merely, merely, I hit the brakes, slowed down, not knowing more to come out of the woods on the side of the road. It drops down a step, drops down a steep embankment to a farm field. I had slowed down the car down and was getting tree line for more deer. That's when I seen this thing jump out of the woods, running after the deer. He landed in the middle of the road, cleared the rest of the road in the next stride. It was hard to comprehend what I saw, but it sounded like the descriptions that people had claimed to on here. It was a gray figure with short, sleek coat. It did not I did not see a tail on this creature. It was all on fours, it was the same height as a deer. His head was very odd. It looked like a dog head. It was cropped, pointed ears, but it had a very short muzzle. He, he briefly turned his head towards me when he crossed. His eyes, I would say, they glowed, but they weren't normal animal eyes. They were like dull yellow and definitely stood out. His body was really confusing. His body was what really confused me. Because the way it moved it was like a human would, when trying to run in all fours. It gate looked lazy, like it was kind of looping across the road. It was very muscular on the front end, but had a very thin, almost sicky, sickly looking at the dermal area and hind legs. Once he was across the road, I lost sight of him over the bait, over the embankment. I was so confused as to what I saw that I did not tell anyone right away for fear that it would think I was crazy. I've been searching for answers since then, but came up with nothing. I eventually told my husband and one close friend, but neither of them had heard of anything that matched my description. I still not one hundred sure that I saw a dog man, but it's the only thing I come across. As of next week, thank you for listening to this episode of Muscles Podcast. I'm your host Tanner, and you can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spot. If you want to. Submit a story or contact me for a schedule. Uh, I guess appearance on the show. Email. Thank you for listening to this episode of Monster Legend Podcast. Or to find more information about Monster Legend Podcast, go to monsterlegendpodcast.com or anchor.fm forward slash monster legend podcast. There you can. Find all episodes and platforms on which the podcast is on, which you can describe, subscribe to. You also can email me uh, with questions. 
that will be answered on the show. Thank you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc